Oh shit, Victor! Thank you. I, I was on. Po I was. Uh, <laughs> I had it myself muted for the open. Uh, this is the Between Two Wheels podcast, 106th edition of the Giro d'Italia Urderzo to Val di Zoldo, 161 kilometers. And it was the fight that I've been finally looking for. Thank you, Victor uh, Coco, for uh, finally for giving me that. I, 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 I've had a little bit to drink tonight. It might be a problem. It's already gone off the rails. Let me just tell you, though, it was a fight between GC contenders. However, it was also a fight between two domestiques, Jay Vine of UAE and Sepp Kuss of Jumbo Visma. Now, let me just tell you. If you know who Phil Guyman is, Phil Guyman wrote for Garmin back in the day. He wrote a book. It was a funny book because he wrote two books. The last book, though, was more humorous to me because it was a lot of <laughs> fake stuff in there. And if I did a big breakdown of this before years ago, uh, a lot of stuff that he told was incorrect. One of the things he said was he was in Japan or China. I'm not sure exactly where. And he was he said he pulled on the front, did this amazing pull for Ryder Heschdahl um, to, to pull this brake back and launch him up there. So what's, what's funny is this race is actually on YouTube, so you can go and look at it. And he was on the front for maybe 50 seconds, many years, maybe 50 seconds. It wasn't the make or break moment that he talks about and then he breaks about. With that in mind, sometimes, uh, you know, you get a domestique that pulls in the mountains and they do amazing things and they do for, you know, maybe a few kilometers. Then you had last year at the tour, you had uh, Brandon McNulty. I think it was stage 16 did, or 15, did an amazing pull for a Pogacar. Or, yeah, for Pogacar. The next day, Supcus does an amazing pull for um, Vinigo. It was crazy. It was like kilometers on end on the front. Today, you had similar stuff with Sepkus, and I'm going to talk about his uh, what he actually did. Good audio, video, good now. Thank you, Victor. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's it's uh, <laughs> things happen. Okay, let's start with this. Um, let's add to the screen here and let's go to the race. Let's talk about it, and we'll break it down from this is the, the sorry to spoiler alert there. Um, so you had the race started the 161 kilometers. A lot of nasty climbs in the Dolomites. Gorgeous, finally good weather, thank God. Uh, and also an amazing uh, parkour, as they call it, uh, race here of multiple. Let's see, there you go. A lot of climbs, a lot of big climbs, um, but not the big 200-kilometer stages that you've had previously. There's a break off early in the day. We don't care. Uh, except for the break gets up there, and it's got Thibaut Pino. And by the way, Thibaut Pino, Mark Cavendish, ugh. Love these guys, yet they are seemingly two two guys that are retiring this year that are the biggest whiners. Uh, Mark Cavendish was in a fight with someone after the stage the other day. He's he's known for doing this. He puts people in the barriers. He crashes them out, and then he complains. And then he he does a lot of uh, things where he says he's the best sprinter in the world, and he wins races perfectly fine. The next day he complains that people aren't help pulling for him, but you just said you were the best rider. In the, it's, there's some crazy stuff going on. I don't know if it's this megalomaniac kind of attitude that you have to have when you are a the top pro, but Thibaut Pino was similar. And I almost, you know, reading in the press and some things, I think his team is almost like, hey, glad you're retiring. Finally get this uh, freak show and this drama queen off the race. Remember, he was in the, the break the other day and um, he lost. And he said all, his only goal at the time was that 
the the writer for EF Education did not get the win. Well, that happened. It didn't. You didn't get the win, and he didn't get the win. Uh, Rodriguez, I think, as was or Rubio uh, for Movie Star did get the win. So good for him. Whatever. Today he's in the break. Um, he's not as dramatic, but he's still a dramatic guy. Uh, he gets up there with Warren Barkey, another good French writer. The two um, Israel Premier Tech writers, Derek G, who's been in there day after day. Um, Frigo, his teammate who's been up there, Arion Prout-Prent is up there. And then Filippo Zana of Team Jayco. Now he's in the tricolors of the Italian national champion. So sometimes it's hard to remember that he's actually part of Jayco team. Jayco, one of the big riders right now, and I think fourth place is Eddie Dunbar. At least he ends up the day there. He's doing well on GC. And there could be a problem if you need help which Eddie is going to need help today, but they let this rider, Philip Lozano, go up the front. Perfectly fine. I, I don't think it's a big deal. If you're, if you're going maybe for the win, if there's even that chance that you might have a win, maybe you don't let Philippe Lozano, who's done great riding here in the race, go up the road. Now, Thibaut Pino, let's talk about him real quick. Thibaut Pino is coming into race. He said he's retiring. He's going for the mountains jersey. He's going for stage wins. And then when he's going for stage wins and he's up in the, he's now moving up on GC, he's top 10. Dude, pick one thing. You know, one thing, it's sometimes better to be good at one thing than bad at a whole bunch. And you're not bad at a whole bunch, but you're mediocre at all of them. Now you're in the, I will say, you're in the king of the mountains jersey. Eh, do we care? Maybe, maybe not. But, by the way, but. There's that but you're not winning the stages and you're not winning and you might not get the king of the mountain jersey ben healy had had it it came in today tivo pino does take it over so with that in mind you got this break up the road Derek g is having trouble frigo's having trouble but uh zana is on it now he said look he was single-handedly i think the guy that gave michael matthews the win for jaco backstage six seven somewhere around there um remember mads Pedersen was uh in the he made the the group over the climb but it was a kind of a reduced sprinters thing but zana rode so hard that mads Pedersen had to break bridge back up over the top of the climb and he did extra work and i think it just softened him enough where it gave his michael matthews his teammate the win uh, he's been riding great look look this this group here as a matter of fact is a encapsulation of kind of the lesser knowns yet better knowns t of the Giro, which is uh, Thibaut Pinot should not be retiring. He's still riding great. Filippo Zahn has been done, done some great work. Derek G, top fives, top fives, top fives, two, uh, what, three top twos or so he's had in this race. He's done. Um, Filippo, um, uh, his, his, team, his teammate, I'm trying to remember his name, just went past it. He's been in the break here. He's up there with him. Parapante has done well. He's been in the break. Warren Bargui, He's been in the break. So you, these are all this kind of the same guys that you've had. And now it's like, hey, the top of the break guys are coming together for one of the last days. It's not going to happen tomorrow, folks. Folks, it's only going to be um, it's only going to be the GC people. Uh, top Zana. Yeah, he's been great. I've been very impressed with him. So Zana comes in there. These two guys um, basically get rid of everybody else. The last two, I'm going to say eight kilometers. We'll, we'll, we'll get here because I don't want to get to the guys here yet. The last uh, eight kilometers, it's a two category. They drop down for a little bit and then they have the last one kilometer coming up to the finish. Thibaut Pino leads into these last two kilometers over the top, then up the last kilometer and he just leads it and Zana has a kick and he outkicks him. Now, 
That, there you go. That's the win. An Italian, someone in his home area gets the win over Thibaut Pinot. Tamino's crushed. I'm happy about him being crushed. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, go see your goats. Quit whining. I, I'm kind of done with all your stuff. I was a big fan. You know, when the year Bernal won the, the Tour de France, what was that, 2019? Um, and, and Thibaut Pinot on, I think, Bastille Day gets an amazing win up in the mountains, just destroys everybody. Then his back's hurt and he's got some problems. I was like, come on, Pinot. I, I've been I've been a fan. I'm in, I'm enjoying watching you. But this this race has been a bit much. He's he seems to be kind of back into that whining phase. He's not complaining about his health, but um, I wish him the best. I, I will say that. But I'm, I'm kind of done and over now. You come back here, 7.5 we show on the screen here kilometers ago, but the GC favorites are about a kilometer behind. So you're about eight kilometers here to the finish. Uh, GC, uh, Ineos had been on the front. Prior, you had seen um, Roglic kind of drifting off the back of the group. Uh, evidently, and I'm going to play an interview here with Sepp Kuss. Sepp says, hey, we're just kind of chilling. There was a little gap, no big deal. What did I say two days ago, though, about Roglic? I said, look, if he was really in trouble, you would have seen a much bigger gap. Now, Sepp Kuss, I think, saved the day, helped preserve what he's got going forward if there's going to be a chance. But if he's got injury and he's been having some health and he's recovering, okay, you saw in the last one kilometer of that thing, he took back time on Jalomina, who won the stage, and Jarrett Thomas. So with that in mind, if he's going to progress up, and he's, we've seen him come and go on these stages, he's probably going to be okay and maybe even be better tomorrow. With that in mind, Sepkus starts to make a move here, and it literally just destroys the field. Sepkus makes a move. Roglic jumps on his wheel. Uh, Garrett Thomas immediately is on top of it. And, and I don't think this little highlight package is going to show it here, but Jalmita doesn't even make a move. He just keeps going. Now, Jal is a guy that you've seen. He gets dropped. He drives like a diesel. He will then pull you back in the last, you know, if it's a 20 kilometer climb, he gets dropped early. Next thing you know, he's driving back, he's pulling ahead and he's doing a great job. He's just, he's, he's steady Eddie. And that's kind of what he's helping to do today. But he's got Jay Vine, his teammate there, uh, to, to help him. Okay, Brian Zimney chimes in here, says, uh, Pino is a human comedy of, yes, he is. He's a human comedy of errors. Um, he's typical French. I, I would say he's, maybe that's why the French love him. He's a, he's a complainer. He's everything you, and this is why um, Bardet, Bardet maybe is not loved as much by the French because I just don't see him as uh, the comedy of errors um, that you have with uh, Pino. Okay, so Sepp Coast gets on the front here and he literally just destroys the field. Now, I heard GCN commentators talking about Eddie Dunbar. Eddie Dunbar tries to go with them. Jalmeda does not. In the end, you end up seeing Jalmeda passing Eddie Dunbar and the complaints. I heard the GCN guys like, look, Dunbar never should have gone with him. He, he, he paid the price. He should have just... What? No, I, I disagree. Partly you saw two days ago, Dunbar went with Sepkus and he went with uh, um, Garrett Thomas and Roglic. He ends up staying with, he's coming back and forth. And he ends up staying all the way to the finish with Roglic, losing 30 seconds or so. That's perfectly fine to do. For the most part of this stage, he hangs on these guys. I, I don't think that's a problem. Um, you, what are you going to say? Oh, I'm going to ha hang back and then hopefully at the end make that. Now, that could be a problem if you go too deep 
to hang on. But sometimes, especially with this, we got a little pitch and you, you come and have a descent. There's a time to recover. I think it, what Eddie Dunbar did was the thing here. Now, you see some Ineos riders trying to stay with their main group. And by the way, this is something I wish that you, the, the interviewers would ask Sepp Kuss, because we're going to see this at some point, is what happens when you get dropped from the main, your, your, your team leader, uh, but you're still you know, 5K from the finish. I guess it depends on how you're feeling. And this is why I think today Sepp Kuss, um really earns his stripes. Okay, 7.3, Jao Meta. He's not making the move up here. He's hanging on Jay Vine. Meanwhile, up front, Sepp Kuss is going fine. He had 5.7, which is really 6.7 because they're about a kilometer behind. Uh, Roglic decides, I'm taking off. And he takes off. Garrett Thomas was never in what looked like a problem. There was never a time where he's like almost got the wheel and he gets it back, boom, straight up to it. He gets out of the saddle for maybe the first time in the whole race, uh, connects immediately to um, Roglic, not a problem. Then you have behind, and, and, and let's back up here just a tad bit. So takes off, um, Roglic uh, takes off with, with uh, Garrett Thomas. Right behind them is Sepp Kuss, and he gets caught by Eddie Dunbar. Now, Eddie Dunbar is trying to bring his way back, but he's not quite there. And Sepp Kuss decides, because they're not to the first summit of the two here, he attacks Eddie Dunbar and goes right back up to Roglic and sets the pace. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and they go over this top of this. Uh, now, I'm sorry, this this thing is, is reaching here. So here we go. Um, he comes back up. Drops Dunbar and Sepp Kuss just once again starts lighting it up uh, for the finish or, or for the for the pulling up here. Um, they go over the top and at the over the top here of this first of two summit finishes of, of uh, uh, Cat Two climbs here. Um, you have six seconds between Almeida, which was Jay Vine and Roglic and Sepp Kuss. I, I did the time today; it's between six to eight seconds. But that's that's pretty close. So Jay Vine had really been closing this down. And once again, Sepp Kuss coming back up, getting dropped, attacking back out. That says a few things. One, it's all it says um, Sepp Kuss is flying, or it says that uh, Roglic and Thomas aren't quite as, as strong as you, you might hope them to be. They go down this what, one or two kilometer descent. Uh, Jay Vine almost goes off the road because it's a Zwifter. Uh, Jal Mita, they all stay upright. Jal Mita, um, Eddie Dunbar, they're, they're just fine here. They're coming down 1.3, and uh, Thomas finally decides, because you can see right around the corner, Thomas is here. Uh, he's pulling, he decides to pull through. They're, they're passing a rider that had been in the break for Astana, and right behind them is Jay Vine and Almeida. And, and Jay Vine's about done here. Okay, so he's about done. And they're going to pass it off to Almeida. Um, and, and then that's when Roglic really hits it. Now, in the interviews, um, Garrett Thomas says Roglic, uh, you know, he traded swapped poles with him. But Roglic was re just un and un basically unleashed it for the last two kilometers. And you did see that. You saw a little bit of help from, well, it was once again, they're a kilometer behind. These are the two guys fighting it out for the finish. It was a pretty good sprint. Uh, Zana <clears throat> left it to the last bit, comes around to him at the finish. Um, gets the win, gets the post up, and, and let's let's give him this uh, full screen do here. There you go, that's beautiful. That helps me get a uh, thumbnail too. Um, but in the end, they come to the last kilometer and uh, dispense of um, Sepkus. He drops all the way back. Jalmita comes through them, but 
remember six to eight seconds, somewhere in there, probably just call it seven seconds uh, from the, the, the first little summit that they had. And they built it to almost 20, right around 20 seconds at the end. So uh, Roglic finishing strong, which is a good portent of things to come for tomorrow and looked good the whole time. Uh, and Jalmita comes in, loses 20 seconds, drops uh, through, and there you go. There's the win. There's the nice post up from Zana. Uh, Filippo Zana, Thibaut Pino, 50 seconds back with Warren Bargui. Derek G holds himself off for uh, fourth place. Arian Partopente gets uh, fifth place. Marco Frigo, the teammate of uh, Derek Frigo, uh, or sorry, uh, Derek G gets sixth. Primus Roglic at 156, no time bonuses. The, look, the, the, the benefit of the no time bonuses for <clears throat> Roglic and Thomas uh, meant they pulled through when they needed to. There wasn't any fighting there. They're just like full straight out to the finish. It was within Garrett Thomas's uh, interest to distance himself from Jalomita. He's not going to get distance from Primos. He has a 30 second buffer there. And now he pushes instead of like eight to 10 seconds or whatever he had going into the stage over Zhao. He had nothing or 30 seconds back there. Uh, Brian chums in here and says both Roglic and Thomas had grimaces going at the end. Yeah, I think, I mean, Thomas said he was, uh, that, that Roglic was really going hard. And by the way, they put that Remember, It was like uh, two kilometers or so. They had a downhill and then the up. He put about, 12, 15 seconds on Jao Mita, who was not going slow because he went through Eddie Dunbar and Sepkus uh, up to the finish. Jao Mita coming here at 217, puts about 15, 20 sec 15 16 seconds on uh, Eddie Dunbar. So um, there you go. Checking his clock at the end. Garrett Thomas in the lead by 29 over Primos. Jao Mita, 39, 339. And, and there's a big gap to fourth. So you got those top three. Now, what I want to say about Sepkus, first of all, Jay Vine did great work. He held him in check, him being Jaomita, and he did the necessary work that he had to do as a domestique. Once again, it's not the uh, Phil Guyman, I'm going to pull on the front for 30 seconds and write something in my book about it and brag about it. This is for kilometers on end in a big grand tour, making hay and doing what you're supposed to do. But Sepkus was ridiculous. Okay, day just after what he did yesterday, or two days before, um, helping saving Primos Roglic, you know, at the finish there for multiple kilometers on end. He does it again today. He starts off with about eight kilometers. He drives it. He gets uh, attacked by Roglic. He then bridges himself back up to the front group, takes over on the front again, drives it in, drives it down on the finish. Now they had to go down this descent and, it, and, and Roglic did take over on that part, which I thought was probably best. Roglic goes downhill fast. He doesn't always go downhill safe. He has problems at some time, um, but there you go. So uh, here you go. Lantern Rouge guy says they want to see a Coos v. Vine battle. Um, that would be interesting. Vines won some stages. Coos uh, has won some stages. Coos is the better pure climber. And if pace change, he's totally into that. Uh, Vine sets his rhythm to what his watts are and goes from there. So it's completely different types of, of riders. Uh, you think you saw a battle of that today. and and But they could only go so fast. Vine could only go so fast as Almeida needed him to go. And Coos could only go so fast as he needed uh, Roglic to go. So um, anyway, I thought it was, and by the way, you get dispensed and you pushed out of your group. You're leading um, your, your team leader. He decides to attack. Do you just sit up or do you wait? Now, I think Rog uh, 
Koos had such great legs today that he just said, I'm going to keep going to pace. Oh, look, he still needs me up the road. I'm going to attack out of this Eddie Dunbar group and go up to him and drill it over the top and help him meet some even more. Uh, it, cold, totally impressive, and he doesn't get enough credit for this. The GCN guys actually were saying maybe he's the best domestique in the world right now. Totally agree. Uh, cycling podcast, they were saying, oh, maybe he's... No, he is hands down. What he did today was the best. And what I mean by that is... Uh, Jay Vine, when he was done, you didn't see him anymore. Sepp Kuss still came in with Eddie Dunbar. He's just there in case something is happening. And by the way, I think he just climbed so well that it's it's easier for him to. Um, he's not. Oh, look at this. We've got Kurt Mills joining in. He's not the best. Who is the best, Kurt? Who's the best? That's what I want to know. Okay, um, let's go to let's go to let's go to the let's do some. Uh, Go straight to the results here. Kurt, you're wrong, by the way. Filippo Zana gets the win. Six seconds, or gets a time bonus over Pino, Bargui, Derek, uh, G. Parapente, Primoz Roglic, Garrett Thomas. And by the way, I'm a little biased about uh, Seth uh, Sepkus. Uh, comes in with Eddie Dunbar here, uh, 232 down. Um, but uh, remember, 50 seconds, or what do we got here off of? Uh, Win of 56, so not much off of uh, the main guys here. Um, let's see, do we have any finish? No, nope. we have uh, two DNSs, Bonifacio, who should have been DNSed yesterday, and Luca Covilli, uh, both DNSed for whatever reason. Maybe Nicol, uh, Nicolo Bonifacio felt uh, shame for what he did yesterday, basically going... Uh, perpendicular to the race course itself at the finish uh pretty pretty disturbing um let's go to the gc and see if there's anybody that's uh, made some big moves up almeida moves down one spot roglic moves up dunbar up one down caruso caruso once again kind of a similar rider to i would call him uh like jalmeida kind of in that nexus there but he's been kind of unseen this whole race. So we're not watching him because he's just off of the main <laughs> parts, but he's coming in close. Uh, just not kind of like what he did. What? Two years ago when he was what? Uh, second place to uh, Bernal Pino moves up a whopping six places to 443 out. I don't know. I could actually see him just sitting up on the next few things. Um, let's go here. Brian says, who is the more valuable domestic Coos or Michael Morkov? Well, they're completely different types of domestiques. And by the way, maybe that's what Kurt's saying. I don't know. Who knows what Kurt's actually meaning? Your most, look, Morkov does, uh, leads a, a sprint out, right? A sprinter's team. And uh, Garrett, or Sapkus, um saves your <laughs> Grand Tour hopes. So it depends on what your, your plan is, what your team is. It depends on who your team is. If your team's a sprinter team, like Quick Step used to be, Maybe so. If you're talking about a general classification rider, which is really what you're getting there, you're bang for your buck, perhaps, then Sepp Kuss is definitely your, your best one. Uh, I agree with Brian, says uh, Kurt Mills, but do we even care what Kurt says? Um, Sepp Kuss comes in, he moves up a place. Anybody in with a real big bad day today, down uh, Cepeda, moves down nine. No, no real big shakeups on the GC as far as the top goes. Uh, points classification, no change there. Jonathan Milan, Thibaut Pino moves into first place, 227. But tomorrow, it'll be interesting to see because the climbers jersey is going to be stacked full. Uh, the youth jersey should be Jao made us for the keeping. Uh, Bahrain is still in the lead. Uh, the team competition over Ineos. 
um, there's your stage today. Here's what you're going to be tomorrow. And then the time trial, uh, I don't know if I want the I, look, uh, time trials got to be weighing heavily on Primos's head simply for the fact of how he did on Planche de Belfi against Roglic several years ago. You know, coming into that, losing, blowing up on that one. And that's the similar time trial that we have, except for this time trial is going to be even more steep. Uh, the, the climb at the finish, they're going to do a bike swap. That's going to be, I, it's got to be guaranteed. Um, Kurt says, seem like, I don't know what that means. Uh, did, should I just say what I think you meant? Uh, tomorrow, cat two, cat one, cat one, cat two, HC. And um, look, this, look at this, uh, let's see. Trying to, I saw a thing on the finish. So here, here's the cat one, um, uh, the finished one. I, th I thought it was supposed to be an HC category. Where's the, come on, why are you not showing the cat HC category? It doesn't matter. I think this is the final climb here. Um, just a double check here. Oh, we go. Here we go. Here's the HC. It says 7.1 at 7.7.1 kilometers at 7.8 percent. The problem is this. <laughs> this thing is blue here, which is uh, not so bad. Then it's a little red, and then there's a downhill for about I want to say a kilometer, and then it's red, and then it's black. So this last, while it says 7.8 percent. This last bit here, I think it's like in the 12 to 18% grade. I mean, this is like the Angerloo. Um, this is going to be nasty. And who's that going to favor? Is that going to favor uh, Garrett Thomas? Is it going to favor Roglic? Uh, it might be Roglic. Uh, Brian says, what's the total meters of climbing tomorrow? I don't know. What it, let's look at the daily stats. Does it have it on this one? Um, uh, stage 19. I don't see that it says total numbers of uh, feet of climbing or meters. I don't know. We're going to have to just uh, look at that tomorrow. Uh, let's go to, the, let's do some uh, interviews real quick here. Uh, let's go to, let's go to Sepp Kuss. He talked to cycling podcast, um, speed it up a little bit. Let's start from the Crosetta climb. We saw, we thought the Primoz falling back a little bit in the pack there. I don't know whether it was just circumstances. I mean, did he say that he wasn't feeling good or? No, no, I think uh, I was just a bit more relaxed moment in the, in the climb. And uh, I was also near him and we were just kind of in the wheels. And then all of a sudden there was a split, but luckily uh, Kuhn could bring him back. I was sleeping a bit too there, but uh, yeah, the, the guys were still in, in good control in front. But uh, I, I heard some other guys on the radio saying, oh, Primoz is uh, suffering. So then uh, maybe some teams accelerated after that. Well, it looked much more like the opposite was true, that he was much more like his normal self today. Just um, well, the way he looked on the bike, he looked powerful. <laughs> he was looking forward to this stage. Uh, the, the climb was really his, his style of climb. I, I could tell he was looking forward to today. The, the support of the team right from, from the beginning and yeah, kind of made the calls as the race went on. And I think it turned out that we, we didn't necessarily need to go for the stage because Ineos was, was riding a good tempo already. But either way, if, if, if he could take some time uh, like he did, then, then it was really good. And with Primoz, when he does go on the attack as he did today, just tell us how that works. Is it messaging your ear from him? Is it the car? Are you working to a premeditated plan? How does it work? Yeah, I usually just speak with him briefly, uh, <laughs> kind of going into the climb. But um, yeah, we've ridden together a lot and I have more or less an idea usually of depending on the on the climb or depending on the situation, what, what kind of uh, pace is good. That just comes with, with experience riding together. And how much heart do you take from today? I mean, he's right back in it, isn't he? Yeah, right back in it. I mean, um, yeah, the other mountain stage, uh, you know, it, it's not like he had a, a bad, bad day. It was just a really hard stage. When when you miss just a little bit, then after after such a hard day, it can compound a little bit. So he's, he's right back in it and, and feeling good. Well, you yeah. see, um, 
What's interesting, I was just thinking back there about that with their, uh, when he's pulling two days ago, trying to save the, the day. And, and Jay Vine with the same thing with Almeida. You've got to ride in a sense where you are putting out the maximum that this person on your wheel can hold. So you've got – and do it steady so they think they can hold it. And so that, that's quite – I don't know if they're they're yelling out of you, if they're telling you uh, what the number is or what it is. But, I mean, I think that's the advantage that Sepp Kuss has is he kind of knows um, Roglic. Although you don't – when they're dying like that, you don't necessarily know what <laughs> what percentage they need to be going. Um, Kurt says, tomorrow is going to be a big day. Okay. Uh, thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, not as difficult as Nevada City Classic, says Brian – could be, <laughs> could be true. Uh, Nevada City Classic for me right now would be a problem. Um, okay, so not much reaction. Uh, Primos didn't say anything at the finish. Uh, let's see what um, Luke Nason lost a little bit at the start. Let's see what Jalmita uh, said at the start today. Love the base. So Almeida, how uh, how do you guys in UAE Team Emirates approach today's stage after you won on Monte Bandon the other day? I mean, it's uh, the first of three hard stages, so maybe we keep it a little bit conservative for for tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, the D day, I would say. But yeah, let's see what the others do, and uh, if we have an opportunity, we're gonna grab it. You have a really strong team in the mountains, Jay Vine, Brenda Magnolia. You guys. Are you going to try to take control and go for the stage and the bonus seconds because you're still some seconds after Garen Thomas? Yeah, I mean, let's see. Uh, let's see how it goes the stage, the breakaway, etc. But uh, yeah, maybe we take the other ones to take control and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And how do you see yourself next to Garen Thomas and Primus Rockies before these hard days coming up? I mean, I think in a, I'm in a pretty good positioning, right? Uh, I'm close to the Garant. Uh, Primoz is the one who needs to take time, so I can just maybe chill a little bit and see how things go. Uh, don't chill too much. Uh, text from Primoz Robbins today? Uh, not really because of tomorrow, but yeah, if he attacks, I, I wouldn't be surprised as well. So we need to be attentive and uh, just uh, just follow if we can. Thank you. All right, there you go. Jao made a, um, I would listen to this Thibaut Pino one, but it's in French. I have no clue what he would be saying. Uh, let's hear Jao. We just heard that. Let's hear him at the finish, see what happened. Our day today, it was a kind of a defensive day. Una giornata in cui si è dovuto stare sulla difensiva quest'oggi. Yeah, it was a shorter stage, but very intense. So, yeah, it was pretty hard. How do you rate your performance today? How do you rate your performance? I mean, not the best one, but uh, yeah, not too far from the other guys. So, in the end of the day, I think it wasn't too bad, and uh, we keep fighting until the end. Ha detto che tutto sommato non troppo male perché comunque ha perso qualcosa ma non tantissimo ed è convinto comunque di poter combattere fino alla fine. And what about tomorrow? Tomorrow there are different climbs, steeper climb. What can uh, it mean for you? Cosa può significare che domani le salite saranno diverse e più ripide? Well, that's a good question. Maybe I lose more time, maybe I don't lose time, you know. We will find out. Okay, thank you very much. How do you analyze what happened today? Because you lost a bit of time, but we know also that sometimes it's time to get into the base. Was that kind of thing? Or was it a harder I mean, day? I mean, I think it was pretty hard for me today. I wasn't feeling great, so... Yeah, hopefully my team did a perfect job and they could save some, uh, yeah... Save some uh, gap uh, from the other guys, especially Jay, so... Very thankful to the to the whole team. And now, yeah, let's see tomorrow. 
All right, they need to do these mix zones in a place where it's away from cowbells and church bells. We had that the other day. Uh, let's see what Garen Thomas says at the finish. Caballero Rosa, Garen Thomas. Garen, first of all, happy birthday. Then, I think oh, today's result birthday. can be a good uh, birthday present for you. Pensi che possa essere un buon regalo di compleanno, visto che quest'oggi compigliani il risultato di oggi. Yeah, for sure. It was a nice day. It was uh, good to gain some time in Almeida and not get dropped by Primos. But, uh, so yeah, a uh, good, decent day. Hai detto che è stato sì, una buona giornata perché comunque ha guadagnato un po' di tempo su Almeida, non tantissimo può essere considerata comunque una buona giornata. And what's the plan for tomorrow? Trecime is a different climb if you think about today's climbs, a steeper climb. What do you think about it? La salita di domani con la trecime sarà una salita molto più rigida, se può essere un problema quando ne pensi. Yeah, the steepest, hardest part tomorrow is at the end. It's a long, hard day, 5,000 meters climbing, you know, stage 19 or whatever. So it's after. There you go, Brian. Uh, what do you say? How many meters are climbing? Let's go back here. You know, stage 19 or whatever. So it's after day, 5,000 meters climbing. 5,000 meters are climbing. Do the conversion. You know, stage 19 or whatever. So it's after a long, hard race. So a lot can happen. So just keep trying to do the basics and take it climb by climb. And uh, hopefully I'm there in the finish. Ha detto che la, la calma sarà la chiave perché insomma è vero, saranno salite più ripide e la tappa sarà molto lunga e siamo al diciannovesimo giorno per cui insomma bisognerà prendere salita dopo salita, minuto dopo minuto e cercare di ottenere il meglio. What about your... 16.000 feet of climbing, just uh, did it. Relax tomorrow, did you feel well? Per quello che riguarda le tue gambe, la tua condizione, ti sentivi bene? Yeah, I was feeling good today and I was able to respond to Primos when he was going, so... That's a good sign, but as I say, I'm not getting too carried away. Just keep doing the basics and, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Sorry, I can't, I can't hear. Because space was really high. You see that as a nice birthday present? Yeah, the boys have been riding an incredible race, and today, just as good as always. So, uh, yeah, a really good job by them, and I was glad I could uh, finish it off. There's always time for a dad joke, but uh, no, yeah, I'm not getting carried away at all. It's uh, anything can happen, you know. Primos not so good the other day. I made it a bit off today, so yeah, anything can happen. So just keep doing the basics, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got anything on top of my head at the minute, but uh, yeah, maybe later. All right, you tell him basically fuck off. Uh, let's go through about the same amount of uh, meters feet there as the death ride, Kurt says. Okay, so you're saying Folsom bikes, bike or bicycle Folsom or what are the cycle Folsom? They can they can do it. Uh, Kurt also said here, would a less experienced rider than Garrett have sprinted to best Roglic for a second or two? I feel like Pog might have. No comment necessary. Okay. Comment it is necessary because it was such a dumb question. No, it wasn't a dumb question. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting take. So Pog would have tried it possibly. I think from what Garrett said, and he didn't say it there. He said it on a different interview that I heard. He said Roglic was going super deep on the last two kilometers. And if you look at the two of them, if there's going to be any sprint at, at all at the finish, Roglic is always going to out-sprint uh, Garrett Thomas. There's a little bit of... Uh, smartness as you said experience you said no comment necessary uh but it's my show um so the fact is he <laughs> i miss you kurt you need to you need to come back to this stuff um uh, the fact is that he did not sprint is a few things well i was thinking about that at the finish as well when they were coming across 
it's just goodwill. You've done the work. There's no necessary, no, no reason. I mean, like you see with Sepp Coos coming with Eddie Dunbar, there's no need to do that. And second of all, you're not going to come around him. So um, I'm leaving. Thank you. Uh, show your way out. Uh, have a good time. Uh, Filippo Zana, that's, uh, that's in Italian as well. So we'll, we'll be done with those. Let's go back now to um, the uh, tomorrow. I know we talked about this just a little bit, but we'll go over just one more time. Uh, the stage for tomorrow and uh, 5,000 meters. We said um, looks like they're starting down here. They go a little bit north up there. There's some loopy loop stuff. And so it's what it is. Uh, first climb, cat one looks nasty. And and they do start these this out. It's all uphill. So unlike uh, stage uh, was it 18, that was just like a, a downhill stretch, a little bit of a climb to begin with, and then just all rolling downhill. This is all going uphill. Um, the sprint spot here is, what, 40 kilometers or so in, but immediately hits that cat too. The breakaway is going to try to get away. I, I mean, these teams are a little bit depleted, so you've got that issue going on, but it is such a GC-laden day. It's GC-laden day that it's got no problems but to to be doing this. and who's going to uh, like garen thomas as, as he said um, you see some downhills thank you kurt um uh curtis we miss you and your comments are ready <laughs> that's what victor said i don't know about that uh, kurt's kind of a dick so uh we don't want to miss him too much um but as zimney was was pointed out here what did he point out that's the uh, by the way I, I came home long day at work i know you all want to hear this Came home, did a quick ride. My wife and I then went to uh, Whole Foods to have their uh, their outdoor drinking. I did a little bit too much without any food in me, and then I decided to come do this. Most of this is just blurry to me right now, so I'm just talking off the, the top of my head. Uh, what did Thomas say? I don't know. I don't know what we we're talking about. Uh, the point is, the teams are depleted. Uh, you've got oh, Thomas hasn't had a bad day yet. He's the only one that hasn't had a bad day, and he may not. He may not. He may come through this thing unscathed. So it's up to Roglic. It's on him to try to get rid of him. Now Roglic has a little bit of advantage on Jalmita, but that last time trial has a, a looming effect. And what you have with that is the the first section of the time trial outweigh the last section. You could lose minutes in the uphill portion. Roglic has that problem that he's had from the past of the Planche de Belfi. Uh, but Thomas could probably outdo him on the initial yet stage one kind of had this whole thing too. And Thomas outdid Roglic at that point as well. I don't know, people, it's going to be exciting tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Wake up, enjoy this ride, uh, and see what you have to say. I, by the way, I, I watched Chris Horner did a thing and he just lambasted, uh, Mark Cavendish for his whiny, uh, stuff at the finish yesterday i kind of uh like that and enjoy that um I, I agree and today i tried to do the same to tebow pino so there we go all right everybody uh thank you for joining me uh tomorrow kurt says tomorrow really tomorrow's a loop-de-loop it's got it's got a loop-de-loop at the end kurt thanks for live streaming he says i appreciate it everybody so like and subscribe to this show we we'll keep doing this we're almost done though we're gonna be done then i'll take a little break and we'll be back for the tour de france maybe i'll do an interview or two like i used to i used to do interviews kurt you want to come in to do an interview i think we should take care everybody